Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For people to glue the body together, wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. <laughs> We're just talking about the use of superglue in yeah. a war. The origins, uh, and also, <laughs> also used by ECW stars who couldn't afford medical insurance. Yes. They, uh, they would uh, sta- staple together. Not even staple, you don't need to. They oh, glue together glue is together. the word I was looking for. Very uh, effective. Th- this is wrestle me. Wrestle me. <laughs> glue fans. Everyone. Um, <laughs> 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 Whoa! Kids don't do glue anymore, do what they? What a rush! <laughs> they, they do in Eastern Europe, in sewers. <laughs> True. And crocodile. Obsessed with crocodile. I, I would find it difficult if someone said to me, look, I've got some crocodile. I'd, hard, I'd find it very hard not to go, I do want to give that a go. Yeah. Because... It must be good pro- <laughs> for you to forget about the fact that what's the, happening yeah, yeah, everywhere yeah, your else. Your legs are necrotising. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's... I always thought, I think, because people inject... Um, all kinds of nonsense. But you can smoke heroin, so you can smoke crocodile. <laughs> all right, kids, let's carry on. With, uh, I'm just saying I'm bang up for a bit of heroin. This is very much the attitude era of WrestleMe, isn't it? <laughs> We've reached that period now. Um, Suck it. <laughs> WrestleMania 18. Yes, we're back. Uh, it's going to be the last part, so we might rattle through some of it, yeah. I think. But um, we, we're not going to miss the important things. Clearly the most important of all is our annual trip to Access. Access, Access, Access. access. If there was just Access, I would just this would be the best Wrestlemania if we would just access spots every five minutes instead of the silly um, garbage wrestling nonsense uh, what's it called (laughs) the hardcore nonsense Um, I think there should just be more access quite frankly I I completely agree this one actually looks quite nice they've begun sort of going actually this is Mm. quite appealing it's appealing up to a point yes what this looks like is this looks like a comic con so the big ones they do like at the Excel Centre where it's it's all very sort of nicely lit Mm. but I mean you're still just looking at Grubby old <laughs> shit. Oh, nonsense. Um, what, what I like, two things. Uh, Steve Austin turns up in the tightest jorts. They the are. The tightest jean shorts. Wow. Yeah, and he's got his big knee brace on because his <laughs> knee's all shot. Uh, and you can see his little tattoo of Texas on, yes. his, on his car. Somebody actually got in touch saying that the big boss man's tattoo is of the um, state flag of uh, Georgia, uh, yeah. not a uh, Confederate flag. I would say... Maybe look a bit closer because I'm fairly certain that's not. I mean, it is that the, the, the Georgia does have the it's, Confederate flag in it, but yeah. the Confederate flag is more of a feature of that tattoo, it seems. And also, he had a Confederate flag stitched onto his uniform at one point. It's a little bit like having the word Enoch. 
pow written on your arm. <laughs> Enoch Power. And, yeah, it's like Enoch Power would be a great wrestling name. <laughs> Enoch Power. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awful. <laughs> but having Enoch Powell written on your arm, and yeah. you sort of go, yeah, it's not actually Enoch Powell. Um, you know, I, I just uh, no, I just like Pepe the Frog. I yeah. just like, is he the frog? Is he a frog? What is he? Pepe the Frog. I think What's Pepe's the... a frog. Yeah. Pepe he's, the frog. He's yeah. The, the right wing frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. Pe- people wonder. Not with this haircut. People say, how is it you can talk for four episodes about individual WrestleManias? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, we have to edit a lot out. <laughs> we barely edit anything out. It's usually just illegal stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Most of the time that's left in. <laughs> um, I like the bit where there's a woman who meets the Undertaker who, of course, is not in his Undertaker gimmick because <laughs> yes. he's the badass at the minute. And she's really <laughs> emotional to meet oh, him. She's so oh, emotional. She's going, she's like, I just want to say, Tiger, you, you, you're the best. And he says, You don't have to cry about it. <laughs> Okay. Because I, cause I was like, he shows, well, you, you don't have to cry about it. <laughs> like, she's <laughs> crying. And like in any other circumstances, you'd go, oh, you know, that, oh, that's, mate, oh, come that, here. That's don't very be sweet. Silly. Don't give, him a, give don't her a hug or something. And instead he just sits there and just goes, oh, like I give a flying fuck. Because <laughs> I always think of the Undertaker as being really nice off uh, out, of, out of the ring. We but he's about... like a bit like, oh, oh fuck you. I know. I, Eat I, a we, dick. We talked about how he's not doing any of these Q&As anymore. <laughs> I don't think anyone's missed out, if that's what it is. I just wanted to say you've given me so much enjoyment over the, the last 30 years, and I really want to thank you. I think you're a wonderful performer. Oh, some way, dear. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I'm doing this for petrol money. Yeah. They, uh, they also get Booker T to play Smackdown on the, yes. on the PS... Uh, this is probably PS1, mm, okay, I think. Right, yeah. 2002? I think you might be edging into PS2 territory, but could, yeah, fair dues. It could be PS2. Uh, but he's playing SmackDown, which is actually the game that got me back into wrestling. Right, okay. I, I, I got the SmackDown games. Mm. I didn't recognise any of the names in there, with the exception of some people who had <laughs> the same name but looked entirely different. Right, I found okay. it really confusing and strange. <laughs> um, and uh, there was one, there was like, people was called Edge and stuff, and it was like, well, that isn't a fucking name. I remember finding it really alien. But that was up there, and that for me got me back into wrestling. <laughs> because I right. loved that game so much it was so much fun and mm. it was on Channel 4 occasionally you'd be able to watch Heat and stuff and some of the paper views right. were and it was just oh, got straight back in but watching Booker T he uh, <laughs> they he picked the one it. person who isn't in the fucking game because yeah. he's too new a star and yeah. it took about a year and a half to get these things made so he's like oh, I'm going to play on uh, you know PS you know do my uh, Smackdown game where's me he said but there isn't me so uh, so I'm going to play as Benoit <laughs> <laughs> of all the ones to choose um, but yeah that that uh, that really took me back. There's also a horrible bit with Stacey Keebler. Yeah, they've made some bronzes, and one of them's like oh. of Booker T doing his hand, where he used to go five times, five so, times. So, fa- so does he do th- so five times? Oh, so I he I was a five-time was... WCW champion. Right. So that isn't the because he had um, you can't see me thing that which John, John Cena. Cena. But did Booker T not have that for a while? Because he was like a b-boy. He sort of moves his hand around. Yeah. yeah, but that was he would he would do that like five right, times okay. for the number I of times see. he was a WCW champion. Right. Um, he's now started doing at the Hall of Fame he was doing two time two time Hall of Fame because <laughs> he's in with his brother as Harlem Heat the tag team cool. as well um, but they have a, a statue of him doing his hand and they have a statue of Stacey Keebler now it's important when you when you tell this story yeah. you have to say it, this isn't just a collection of Stacey Keebler's legs and arse like a dismembered fucking murder victim right right this is they also had the Booker one where he's got his hand and that's disembodied yes so that 
makes it less sinister than the fact they have mm. a life-size replica cast of Stacey's arse and legs, yeah. which fans just come up and touch while she looks on going, I, I guess uh, it's a bit uncomfortable, really, um, seeing them grope what is my actual there's, uh, there's, backside there's and legs. There's a statue of my legs and butt. <laughs> um, little, uh, I, 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 I googled, um, I didn't google how this was made. I did google how this was made. I googled where it was stored. <laughs> <laughs> and security. Uh, the uh, big yellow box. Uh, storage uh, boxes. And three Cialis. <laughs> the, um, Camagra. They, 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 they covered, uh, it's basically just in a thong and they, and they sculpt a, you know, puts a bit of um, plaster paris on her arse and, mm. and, and, and makes a thing. But then they realised that just having an arse in a thong is just too rude so they put like a demure little skirt a little mini skirt <laughs> they on did her. yeah like but, a naughty little schoolgirl from so, Brom uh, school so I uh, and, and on the video of her getting cast uh, oh um, there's a video, there's a video of, of her getting you can cast. see I didn't, it'll I, be the making of this cast uh, it'll God, be on yeah. some fucking raw thing uh, but uh, yeah uh, this is on Reddit um, the, the, the or maybe Image Girl whichever uh, it's a couple of people uh, replying lucky sculptor Betty was made up when he got this assignment I'd be rock hard the whole time <laughs> Bend over 58 says who wouldn't and then uh, Thick Roman Reigns uh, writes I'm sure he snuck in a whiff what <laughs> I mean I'm sure he snuck in a whiff you, uh, yeah, you that is I'm a wrestling so glad fan. I didn't read out those three I'm things which sure. I'd written down from my own head <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he snuck in a whiff oh. incredible it is weird though because they are objectifying her and they objectify her on TV and yeah. actually in this oh, Wrestlemania it's, it's, it just seems to be uh, Stacey Kubler's arse has more Tumblr fucking references I'm than sure. September 11 I'm sure and funnily enough I mean I can see why she's one of the few people who didn't return very right. much in fact I think, I think the first time she's made her return was at the Hall of Fame this year yeah. to induct Tori Wilson right. and there is something about it that you do watch it and she was known as being very bright and very nice yeah. and, and really liked and there is something about it when you do watch it and you just go wow you just really just reduced that down to going good uh, god just imagine if you were having sex with this chick it was yeah it's it's, it's fucking dreadful I, um, I will buy that bronze anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that um, you know the storyline of, 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 of uh, an incredible Hulk, Hulk Hogan yeah um, arriving at, back in WWE to take it down. Yeah. Why is he accent? <laughs> just going, That's hello true. everyone. That's true. Again, hello everyone, I'm going to take down this company, bye. This is slightly that tough enough thing. And I, I, I have a feeling like like there was one thing we saw last year where there was an access and Kane is just like, this is a great way to get the brand out. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, which is mad. Wearing what I'm still convinced is a, is a toy Ken mask. <laughs> yes. Still convinced. But I think, I think funnily enough with tough enough, they do have that thing of going, well, people know and they're interested in the workings of it now. So it became less problematic that you would meet, say, Hulk Hogan and he would go you disgusting little fanboy you know but would go thank you brother although well done to the undertaker for staying in character <laughs> Ooh, cry about it I've got a year to live boo fucking who <laughs> well, why don't I get my old gimmick and I'll bury you get on saliva are back whoa Mark. good news yay um, playing uh, get the tables from the <laughs> WWF the Forcible Entry CD. Forcible Entry. That wow. is a regrettable name. Well, after the bust, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is the third musical performance uh, of the night. Yes. And now, at the end of it, it's Jerry Lawler's best moment, <laughs> where it just ends, toing, and Lawler just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's a real, like, that was shite. That is my second favourite Lola moment, and my favourite is coming up, and I, it, <laughs> I think about it. So <laughs> okay, good. It's wonderful. Um, Keebler comes out with, she's with the Dudley boys in this. Yes. So this match is the Dudley boys versus the tag team champions, Billy and Chuck, uh, the APA and the Hardy boys. Mm. It's a 14 elimination match. And Stacey Keebler comes out with the Dudley boys. There was no reason for her to be put with them. She doesn't enhance her act in mm. any way. They wanted somewhere for her to go, and they put her there. She wears a ridiculous pair of short shorts yep. and dances with the guy from uh, Saliva, uh, which, I mean, that is more than he deserved. <laughs> Let me make it clear. And <laughs> um, what you have here is is uh, a, a great little uh, story of Billy and Chuck. So Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo mm. were given a gimmick where they were teamed up with their own personal stylist, who was a, a wrestler called Rico, and they played uh, essentially lovers. Right. And they were Billy and Chuck, and it culminated eventually with a wedding and they'd been running for a long time and the idea was they'd get heat yeah. because uh, you know Vince McMahon and, and wrestling's heads mm. you know gay yeah, people are, gay, people, gay yeah. people are bad aren't mm. they they're the villains I mean they legally couldn't get married back then presumably I don't know if they could I, I can't remember if, if when it ran out on programming whether they were like were building up to going to New York right, where okay. it was legal or whatever it was yeah, there yeah. was certainly some, some way of doing it what's really funny about this is the WWE looked at this and everyone was going this is really dated getting two mm. people to pretend to be gay and they went, no, no, actually, it's groundbreaking. And what they did was they got on <laughs> GLAD on side. And GLAD are the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. And in the States, they're a very, very big organisation and, and, mm. and rights group, really. Um, and what the WWE said is they said, we have got these two characters. They are gay. We don't make them mince about. We're not mm. doing any silly things. They're strong men, but they're in love and they're going to end up getting married. Yeah. And GLAD gave it the seal of approval. The and they seal began, that would, that would they began, enhance them as heels forevermore. <laughs> they began getting <laughs> WWE media by saying, we are so pleased to see how they are dealing with this and how it's all working. Yeah. And they are doing such a great thing and we at GLAD are 100% behind the WWE and all of their inclusivity. I can't help but think they will have the um, the, 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 the rug pulled from underneath Do them. you think GLAD will end up being a bit sad? <laughs> do, you, do you think anyone at GLAD who is a part of a civil rights group for gay people has ever watched and waded into the murky world of 90s wrestling? No, they have not because they were told that the wedding that would happen, the WWE said, yep, yeah, it would and it got to the wedding and I think Billy breaks out and goes, hey, I'm not even gay, I'm just hetero, we just did this for publicity. And Chuck Palumbo goes, yeah, we were never gay. And Glad actually released a statement just saying, we've been lied to for like five months about what this is. We've given them nothing but positive support because they said to us they were going to get married in the ring what, they and it was so just going to be a nice so thing. So their characters came out Sorry, went back in. Yeah, and, and on in the ring. Yeah. what storyline is that? What the, uh, possible is, reason is, would you have? This to... is not a golden era. But I think there was that thing of them going, "Well, they aren't actually gay." So <laughs> I mean, it is a bit much. I have a feeling that neither. I think Billy Billy Gunn has talked about it. Is Billy Gunn is is the Billy in Chuck and Billy, right. uh, former member of DX with Road right. Dog, who we've seen the New Age Outlaws, and yeah. you know. But he basically he seems like a really nice guy, and he said, "Look." They asked me to do it, so I did it. I was happy to do it. And someone said to him, but you wouldn't do it again. He went, no, I'll do it again. <laughs> I'm not but they, they just sort of went, they boxed themselves into a corner because you can't have these two guys who are supposedly married 
Uh, who aren't? I mean, it's just madness, isn't it? It's just madness. Well, I know I wrestling is scripted, but, but I mean, like, I don't know. The Undertaker isn't really an Undertaker, <laughs> but there is a weird thing where you're sort of going, "Oh yeah, th- those guys, yeah, they're married," and you go, "Are they?" You go, "No." It's a bit yeah, like but going, a lot of, "Yeah, but a lot of the relationships were fake relationships, weren't they?" So like the valets and stuff, they and are. The, you know, that was yeah. so. I just, I, I, I don't know what they were for doing it, with for it. it to, for it to be a first. It would be dishonest to have it uh, as an on uh, an in ring kind of yeah. relationship because it's, it, because it's just it's, it's just a little bit like shit. saying we have got our first African American champion and you <laughs> yeah. say who is it and you go it's King Kong Bundy right? <laughs> it's half of Hot Rod yeah. it's uh, it's it's well let, let me cut to the chase they aren't they aren't black right yeah they are it's 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 Chuck and Billy um, <laughs> so there there is a sort of like if you're going to do something groundbreaking then you should do it with it with an actor properly who right. is okay, at yeah, least yeah, yeah, able yeah. to to be part of that world and yeah. they weren't i don't think either either of them are particularly <laughs> interested in you know gay rights chuck palumbo was a biker who who was a sort of customizer of bikes uh, and billy gunn is just billy gunn i'm not saying if you're a customizer of bikes or your billy gunn you can't be gay it's just in this case they weren't and glad had been told very much so i think that they were so that 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 killed oh, this gimmick dear. which had run for all it's worth saying again always <laughs> worth saying this that gimmick drew absolutely zero ticket sales they wouldn't have got otherwise so no, I mean, exactly. what a pointless thing to go through all the way um yeah. it's uh, uh, the dudleys are fine here but like the hardys they're found they're found sort of floundering just well bearing in mind like what happened last year with the ladders and and all that stuff. The, yeah. the run they've sort of had with big, with quite decent uh, WrestleMania matches. It wasn't yeah, good. it's it, it, they must be annoyed to be lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and you're in there as well with you know Billy and Chuck who who've, who are just they've got no heat and they're not going to do anything exciting in the ring. And you've also got the APA and they're always pounding ass. Always pounding ass. I mean, <laughs> they should have just had that and Bill, Chuck and Billy. And it shouldn't have been a match. <laughs> That'll teach Chuck Je- and Billy Jeff Hardy to, does, does... to legitimately take on a r- 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 persona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about this. This is all just fake too. How is this fake? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy does um, pound, slap uh, Keebler's ass, and kisses her forcibly. Yeah, Put and then magic. pushes her away as yeah, well. It's all very uh, yeah weird awful. vibe there. Yeah, weird uh, vibe. Jeff also he's got that look of you know when you see beautiful women and they've got rat asshole boyfriends. Yes, um, and he, he looks like, look that. like that. He's yeah. a bit heroin white and a bit yeah. bit sort of ratty tattoo. <laughs> and the very fact you got Stacey Keebler sort of like being kissed by him and then he pushes her off down a drop I was like oh you're like all those horrible people who go out with pop stars I liked <laughs> I imagine Carly Rae Jepsen's got one now <laughs> dressed as um, I mean the Hardys are kind of dressed in there again the mesh clothing there's a lot of that kind yeah. of sub take that kind of like it was on Howard Donald a few months ago yeah. it's on you and you can tell they're not into this match they know they're not going to win they know they can't make any impact on this so yeah. it's very much a, a, a lazy day in the office Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We then have a little bit more hardcore belt. Yeah. Uh, Molly Holly gets knocked out by a, a door. stable door sort of thing. Uh, and Christian wins the belt. Yeah. Uh, nice little thing in his hometown, <laughs> uh, which nobody cares about. No. And then we get the, the, the main event. Um, not the last yeah. match of the card, but the main event of uh, Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. Um, this is magic from the word go. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's that funny thing about you've come to wrestling late yeah. but you understand what Hogan is now yes and so when you see him return after all these Wrestlemanias we've had about him what was what were your feelings what were your well it's just kind of like he's kind of coming to reclaim like, or attempting to reclaim his legacy a little bit because things get very messy and c- contractual don't they and yeah. all of his kind of like his, his you know the, 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 the steroid trial and all that stuff and he was kind of like the fall not really the fall guy but certainly the face of all of that and you know he, he's pissed off a load of people and the company's pissed off him and yep. it's it I think it, was, it just it just looked like him trying to reclaim his uh, his legacy a and little bit. However, this went. I think it's I think that's absolutely it. And he knows this is weirdly the most important night of his career mm. because if this goes terribly and and he looks appalling, then it's mm. a sad ending to what had been a stellar career that just you know trailed off. Yeah. In fact, is, is that why they didn't do it as a main event because they were just weren't sure how it was going to? It, it, it seems a mental mad decision mm. for this not to go on last. Yeah. But they they keep on making this mistake in WrestleManias. Oddly, always with matches involving Triple H when they're the thing. So <laughs> right, Triple H okay. in this one is fighting for the belt against Chris, Chris Jericho. WrestleMania 25, they had The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels mm. and they, by this point, have developed the notion of the streak. Mm. And that was clearly the main event, not Triple H versus Randy Orton for the belt. Yeah. And that went on last. And each time they've done this, you've seen it flop. Um, it, it There was... There have been times when the belt was important. Those times are not now. And to be a promoter of Vince McMahon's stature, to not realise that this was the match that everyone wanted to yeah. see and to put it on earlier, really just to presumably give a slight rub to your son-in-law. I don't know. Triple H has said subsequently that they wanted their match to go on earlier and that should have been the finish, but they they you know they were outvoted. I he talked a lot of stuff. Well, he? he does. And the problem is, it's not like Vince McMahon's going to come out and go, that guy is full of shit. He's <laughs> just going to, you know, I mean, presumably he does that behind closed doors. But 
um, this match is, is just thrilling from start to finish. What's funny about it is no one actually knew how it would go down. Mm. So... Hogan is coming out. He's 48, 49 years old. He's had knee surgery. He's been out of the ring for about a year and a half, locked in these battles with legal contracts with right. WCW over uh, what was a shoot angle that sort of turned real. It's all really confusing. Um, but what they'd really forgotten in the WWF is that Hogan wasn't this bad guy. He was the person that everyone who watched the WWF had grown up watching yep. when they first started in the 80s. And he was just a hero. His time in WCW, oddly, it doesn't count. Because when you come back to the WWF, it's like you're the returning hero. Yeah. What they'd really noticed is in the build-up to this, Hogan was getting a lot of cheers in the places, even though he was ostensibly a bad guy, yeah. attacking Austin and The Rock. And at Access, they did a poll where they said, who do you want to win the match between Hogan and The Rock? Stitch Killer's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it was unanimously Hogan, people right. had said. So they began thinking... Okay, we're not 100% sure which way this is going to go. Mm. Hogan, uh, on the Friday, Vince McMahon had said to him, look, I don't know whether or not you should come out in your black and white NWA stuff. Maybe you should come out in your red yeah. and, uh, and, and yellow. yellow. Um, so he paid for a ticket for Hogan to fly back to his house in Florida to pick up a T-shirt and two <laughs> pairs of tights. And then, couldn't have had them made. And then fly back. Now, wow. WrestleMania's on the Sunday. Mm. Hogan got four hours sleep, I think, on the Saturday night because of all the travelling that he was doing. Just give me your keys. <laughs> give someone your keys. Just, just, I mean, Hogan must have staff. There must have been, like, a woman who cleaned. And you'd, you'd just say, Susan... Susan Love, you're going to have to look upstairs, go through. <laughs> they're quite easy to find because they're bright red and gold, okay? <laughs> and the rest is all just black and white. I need the, I need the red and gold ones. Dumb. So uh, Hogan in his book says he reckons it cost 18 grand for him to pick up the uh, the, the red and yellow yeah. uh, Hogan outfit. Oh, nice, he's gone business stuff. On the day, uh, Vincent Mann says... Uh, no, you don't wear them. You're going to go out wearing your normal things. Mm. And I think he was thinking, actually, I get two bites of a cherry here. If if this goes really well, then we can then debut him in the red one. And that's another big, you know, yeah. exciting moment. Because I've got my shirt with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can run back. I run back, shave the little black beardy nonsense yeah. and then come back the out again. The thing is, I think it would be pretty easy in a town that's putting on WrestleMania <laughs> to be able to buy, like, a Hulk Hogan t-shirt. I don't think it would be the hardest thing. Um, Just got access, probably got a lot of the yeah. buggers. Um, Hogan comes out in his uh, black and white and this is a man who has been at the top of the game since 1984 yeah. and he comes out and he cannot believe the reception he gets mm. and it's so funny because he begins over-exaggerating his facials because I think he's genuinely emotional yeah. and like what is this and so he's sort of jutting his chin out but he's doing it much too much like he's overthinking it the, God, the pressure's on I don't I can't what am I doing what am I doing <laughs> and he's just he, in his book he says as I walked down the ramp I heard more than 68,000 people suck every bit of air out of that building creating a vacuum that I thought would pull my damn eyeballs out oh wow that's, um, like, that's a lovely uh, bit but, of uh, <laughs> then they let out a scream that made my bones vibrate <laughs> it was a rush brother the biggest rush I could ever have imagined Imagined. Oh, magic. Um, then The Rock comes out. They all start chanting. They're all chanting, Hogan, Hogan. Mm. Rock comes out. And he has gone the opposite way, <laughs> where he looks... You know when people, like, jump into cold water? Yeah. And it stops you breathing? <laughs> and they sort of pop up going... <laughs> like that. He looks a bit like he's going... <laughs> like that. Because it's such a wrong response for what he's prepared for. Yeah. And I think you can see in that moment he's going, oh, OK, going to have to do some stuff on the fly here. <laughs> 
Um, they Jerry Lawler sums this up perfectly. He says, "This is the y- young lion, uh, <laughs> no, old no, lion." This is this is my favourite Lawler bit. You, how does he talk? Do an impression of Jerry Lawler. Uh, uh, puppies, uh, Jerry Lawler, just just do it like that. Don't, you you see it on the Discovery Channel? Survival of the fittest. Sometimes in the jungle, the old lion, the leader of the pride. And along comes the young lion. And sometimes the young lion can fight off the leader of the pride. And sometimes the old lion fights off the young lion. What's going to happen here tonight? What's happening now, Jerry? That's what I'll ask. I'm having a stroke. Help. Lions. I can see lions. Everywhere. Hot lions. <laughs> um, what, what, what's amazing is they get into the ring and Hogan and Rock are... Okay, we had a feeling that there might be a division between mm. the crowd. What they didn't expect is that people are ecstatic so. to see Hogan. <laughs> and Hogan immediately starts playing up to it. And he begins sort of walking very obviously, sort of strutting about a bit and sort of pulling a little pose. And people are going, in the words of Pat Patterson, banana. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd is going banana. banana. And it's, what happens is they start the match and it's laid out to get Hogan booed. So it starts off with Hogan tussling and he just pushes the rock to the floor with his strength and he does his puts up his guns and the place is ecstatic (laughs) and you can see Hogan going and Hogan is one of these guys who he gets a big fucking head and he just can't hold it in that he's like this is the greatest night of my life because I am the biggest star of all time and he's so happy and what you can see is Rock really quickly going okay I'm not going to be the good guy here. He is going to be the good guy. There is no point me trying to be... I'm going to get booed. And so Hogan says it takes them two minutes before Rock begins clicking into place the entire reversal of what their positions were. Right. And he he totally gives all the credit to Rock for this. He says that even though Rock hadn't been wrestling long, he had such an understanding of the business that he looked at the situation and thought, we have to do this entirely differently. Mm. And he began then motivating that. Um... Hogan said that they'd worked out some of the high spots of the match a few weeks before in the locker room, and that was all they'd done. Mm. And Rock had said, no, I want it to be a bit spontaneous, so let's just go out there and have a go. That's really as close as people really have got to explaining how a match like that is put together. Yeah. You know, that you just chat about it, go, you could do this, you could do that, and you know, and that's it. The fact they do it a couple of weeks before, and then you have all those two weeks in before, you just get to the end of that and go, I've got no idea what any of this is. Why is there a cake here? But they are, they are literally doing nothing in the ring, yeah. and the crowd are going absolutely lunatic. Um, the response to everything Hogan does is incredible. Um, the first move that Rock does is a sort of flying shoulder block, mm. and in the match that was originally laid out, everyone would have gone, yay! And in this, they just go boom <laughs> well, bearing in mind that when The Rock first appeared he took such a long time to get over because he was always regarded as the guy who they were trying to push uh, who, and who was the bad guy Rock is, and just, Rock is also at the height of his popularity here. yeah I mean he's unassailable he must be like I'm back to being 22 and yeah. everyone fucking hates me yeah and they're booing not because they dislike Rock but because yeah. they are so pleased to see Hogan yeah so even like Rock Rock there's a bit where he, he sort of does a, a kick to the belly and they mm. boo it and mm. then Hogan he does a tiny little elbow to sort of get out of a waist lock and the crowd are just exposed they're like that's the fucking best thing I've ever seen <laughs> and it's it's just exciting within five minutes The Rock is like I'm the biggest villain in wrestling and Hogan is the biggest hero of all time <laughs> um, at that point someone holds up a sign that says on 
its narcissistic old men, which <laughs> ruined the moment. Um, they they just go back and forth. It's a really simply laid out match. Mm. Um, and one of the things that comes out of it that they weren't sure was going to go in, and it's just the crowd response did it, is Hulk Hogan does his famous hulking up mm. where he begins... In fact, there's a bit before that, I think, where there's a ref bump. Yes. And Hogan taps when he's in a sharpshooter that is a part of the match that only makes sense if Hogan is the bad guy right. because the referee has missed him tapping Yes, you don't want it with a good guy if a good guy's tapping when the ref's out you're like oh that good guy's not very good Yeah. Um, so it's just it's funny there are bits still left in there right. that they obviously went we're going to do that bit but it doesn't make sense in the, in the process of the mm. match I'm, you know, I'm not here to lecture Hulk Hogan and The Rock <laughs> <laughs> in front of 67,000 people but if they are about basic match psychology guys <laughs> um, it's too late to go back now but I I mean, if there was a way of doing it, I, th- I think really think you should. Um, <laughs> so there's, they start the duelling boos and yays and boos and yays. And by the time you get to the end, where Hogan drops the leg on the rock, the kick out on two is as big a reaction as you ever see in wrestling. It's so <laughs> thrilling. It's so great. This is a perfect example of when a crowd make a match. Yeah. The match itself is no great shakes, but with a hot crowd behind it, it's absolutely unstoppable it becomes, else. it becomes a magic piece of theatre and it's it's so exciting to see Hulk Hogan get that response from that many people on that night I think the match itself had, had they had a bad crowd it would just be like oh that was excruciating yeah. you know and you know Hogan wasn't very good he couldn't really move very well but on that night he's just all about he's there against the most charismatic wrestler probably I'd, I'd say of all time he's the rock it's hard to disagree with that you've certainly got Hogan who is number two and the two of them they just know how to work the crowd and it's just a masterpiece but that communication I don't know how the communication would sort of like stand way you know they've got a different situation on and they've got to change change it all up effectively it's yeah. just like ooh yeah. I mean, I mean even... well, technically, Hogan should be leading the match because the heel always leads the match. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that oh, would be okay. the, the natural way. But then again, someone like The Rock, you can't really go into the match with The Rock, who is the biggest star in the WWF, yeah. and start going, oh, I'll call this one. Yeah. Uh, William Hate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, you reckon, do you? Um, Hogan talked talk about this in his autobiography, and he, he, he seems to have such a soft spot for this match. Mm. He says, magic can happen when you're out there, brother. Magic. The Rock was perfect. He was beyond perfect. Um, the book is then followed with a chapter which tells kids not to do backyard wrestling. Um, <laughs> if you do it at home, you're going to get hurt. That's the real deal, brother. Okay. Um, but they, they, at the end, what happens is, what's interesting is they obviously knew the way that Hogan was likely to get the sort of hero's return. And when he lost to The Rock, the idea was that Rock and he would shake hands. And that's what happens in this. It was Pat Patterson's idea. Yeah. Hogan was against that, saying, I don't really understand why I'd do that, why yeah. I'd shake his hand. And actually, on this night, it's the, what the crowd want to see more than anything else. Oh, it really worked. And that's why there's the post-down beat, beat, post-match beatdown by the NWA, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. They come out and they're like to Hogan, why are you shaking his hand? And Hogan turns. And that's because they knew the way the, the, you know, the things were turning. On this night, when Hogan was so over, that was the best thing that could have happened. Mm. And that was all pre-planned. Yep. And it just happened to slot even better into place oh, as a result. A banger. Yeah. Um, Rock also very keen on this. It was the 20, or, the, or whatever it is, anniversary of it, 21st 
no, 2002, 17th anniversary, something mm. pointless. But Rock, for some reason, really got into it this year. <laughs> uh, and he just said, torch past, grateful. Uh, he said, what made it so special was there was no heavyweight championship on the line, just two men, two careers, my friend and childhood hero, Hulk Hogan, passing the torch to me on this historic night which decreed me becoming the greatest of all time. Bit big-headed towards the end. <laughs> he then says, to me, the truth, the greatest three men are uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair and Steve Austin. So he's still very generous, Rock. He can afford to be. Yeah. Now he's now he's bigger than the business. If you want to see Hulk Hogan uh, beating a black man with his belt, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, the that's belt's another... funny. Again, that's, that, another... that's a hangover from it being him being a villain. Right. And that he would take off his belt. Um, yeah, and he uh... would he would hit a Rock with it, and the crowd would go crazy and boo. And in this one, they just cheer and cheer and cheer. Yeah. Um, the Rock actually says to this day that crowd of sixty five thousand was the most electric and on fire I've ever had the privilege of performing in front of. Oh, smashing! Um, that that crowd, they make that match. It was very good and it should have been the main event. The main event is Trish versus Lita versus Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's a triple threat match for the WWF Women's Championship. Yeah, I, I mean, a disaster of a match. Um, I, I, really oddly, this is actually Lita's only WrestleMania a competitive match. She had a pretty alright career, didn't she? She had a long career. She mm. seemed to be around all the time. Mm. Um, but for some reason, she never really made it onto WrestleMania. This mm. is her only WrestleMania match. Weird stat that. You think of all the people who have been on WrestleMania more than once. Yeah. But in this one, this is her only proper carded match. Mm. Um, it's against Jazz, who is one of the very forgotten women wrestlers. Um, she was also part of that big uh, court case that was thrown out recently regarding uh, concussions. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, she was she was a very athletic woman. She was a good wrestler. And they brought her in to sort of legitimise it, I think. Yeah. And very quickly they realised this is not the era of legitimate women athletes. No. This is the thongs. era of thongs and boobies and bums. Yes. And so Jazz, they, she was talking about her firing. She said, they called us to the back and they said, you're wrestling too much like a man. I thought, well, that's the end of my career. Yeah. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? She was absolutely right. Yes. Um, she, she does still wrestle. I think she's the NWA Women's Champion. She's an independent wrestler. Married to another wrestler from the same sort of period called Rodney Mack. And they have two uh, daughters. Oh, who, uh, cool. Who look very sweet. I've uh, She, on her Twitter, puts up pictures of them meeting women wrestlers. They're very into them. And they should be. She was a pioneer. Totally forgotten. I mean, never mentioned on television. Mm. Presumably because this class action suit. But she is never mentioned. Right. Um, the, people often ask her in interviews about whether it was racist and she she says I don't think it was overt racism she said but I can almost guarantee if I was a blonde blue eyed woman I'd still be there now yeah. um, and I think she she probably, probably has a point yep. um, Trish Stratus comes out and that that's actually a, a, an unfortunate seg into segue rather into Trish Stratus because Trish Stratus is the blonde beautiful you know a Nordic queen mm. of Canada but she also really really worked hard to become a good wrestler mm. and in this she just gets thrown around but I would say no one gets thrown around than uh, Trish Stratus. Mm. She just does amazing, dangerous-looking flops and falls. <laughs> and she seems to be absolutely, you know, perfect. Fine. You know, perfectly well <laughs> afterwards. Um, she is she is as good as she can be in this. She comes out in a Canadian outfit. Mm. Um, Japanese flag, if you take away the maple leaf. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Trish? And uh, what you notice in this as well is you notice actually Lita, who is, she's got a bit, a bit of a reputation over the years for having been a bit of a sloppy wrestler. Right. And on this, I mean, there's loads of... She does a moonsault that entire misses the two women and she she sort of she at one point does a slam but she's only sort of half got them up before she's already putting them down it's a bit 
it's a bit scrappy. Half-assed. <laughs> yeah. And and you sort of realise, gosh, Trish Stratus was a lot better than her. Yeah. And you also realise, gosh, yeah, I'm not sure Lita ever quite became the total package yeah. uh, as a wrestler. be interesting to see if she was around today. I think she would probably fit in a bit better and she'd probably, you know, be uh, 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 far more working with better people that would bring her up. Yeah. But in this, you can see she's, uh, she's struggling a little bit. Mm. Um, Jazz also has a perfect win-loss record at WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. The crowd spend this one chanting, we want puppies because of Jerry Lawler having put that in everyone's head for the last four years. Oh, right, okay. They just chant, we want puppies through it. This time, women's wrestling still a sideshow in TNA. Mm. Um, we want puppies, we want puppies. Apparently, Lita overheard some men in the front row. They were shouting uh, abuse at her of a sexual nature. Right. And it really soured her. She was very upset about it. I think she complained the next day. And I think, I think she did an interview with Bite This, which was WWF's internet-only service. <laughs> right, okay. And At AOL.com forward slash. Yes. <laughs> and she talked about, um, in an interview she did after after WrestleMania, yeah. uh, she talked about, uh, they were openly, I think, calling her a slut or a whore or something. And she said this should be unacceptable. And the interview never ran. So right. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, dealing with it at source. <sighs> It's not, it's not got much better, though, has it, really? No, in many ways. probably not. Although, I must admit, what you do see, certainly at British wrestling shows, is the, the crowd police themselves oh, yeah, very yeah. strongly. Mm. I got told off for saying Brandy Rhodes was lovely looking. Um, <laughs> by, let me tell you, a horrible little man. Well, he was a bit of a dick, to be fair. Yeah, he was, he was worse than Hitler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, you get the last bit of the Hardcore Championship, which is Maven re- regaining the Hardcore Championship after yes. all that from Christian. <laughs> I, I like that as a little show-long thing. It did make me think, had they, had they discovered nostalgia a bit earlier then I would have liked to have seen Legends coming back for that. Well, we said, but Legends Battle Royale, why did they give that up this, you know this year? It. You know it. That was, a, that was a, a stone-cold hit. It's funny that they do that the year before, and then this year they go, there's something in these old stars, and you're like, yeah, last year it was brilliant, but everyone was silent, and you, you, you know, now this year it's like, oh, this is all the rage. You could have made so much money with that gimmick back in the world. If only you'd waited a year. Didn't, like, Nikolai Volkov come out? Uh, they were talking about <laughs> Nikolai Volkov, and that's what he came out to a weird theme or something. He like. came out, actually, to the, the, the uh, theme tune. This is someone on Twitter, yes, on Twitter I don't I that, yeah. but they, they mentioned that the theme he came up to is I, th- I can't remember if it's the Lithuanian national anthem yeah, but it was also used for a long time in the WWF for the uh, uh, character called uh, oh his real name's Tony Halm Ludwig Borger right. who was a sort of Finnish like <laughs> madman um, they just don't give a shit do they no it's any <laughs> uh, where is it Russia or something oh I don't know just pl- play one of those ones with the tubers um, and then we get the main event which is uh, Triple H versus the undisputed WF champion Chris Jericho. Um, earlier in the year, Jericho had ostensibly united the WWF and WCW uh, championships, the mm. two oldest belts, into the undisputed belt. That didn't last very long. Mm. They brought in another belt so Triple H could have it in 2004 <laughs> when, so, he, when he didn't have a belt. I've still not watched any Triple H matches. That I've re- really went, yay! Like, I no. don't know. I, I, maybe it's just, he doesn't get any WrestleManias, but... He, he's got some decent ones he coming up. He can do up. it, but he's... You, I don't know. He just seems we, to be handed yeah, shit all the time. Yeah. We've, I mean, he has got some, some great matches. The ones he has with Foley in the Hell in the Cells. Oh, yeah. In about yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're good. But, yeah, he is... Uh, the problem is, you could see it at this year's WrestleMania, which is, you want to see him, but he seems to sort of go... And I'm sure it's him. He would. He would. There's no other reason it would happen. If he has a match against Batista, he will say, "Do you know how long we need? We need 28 minutes. And what they need is they need 15 minutes. Yeah. And 
I think it's always the problem with him. So his matches always feel long because he's always like, we could really make this an epic if we just gave me another hour and a half to just perform <laughs> my magic. Um, and that's a bit of a shame. And this is this is a, a, a perfect example of the problem of Triple H, this mm. one. So Jericho is, has become the undisputed champion. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold in one night. Right. And it, he gets both the belts. And this was an attempt to make Jericho a superstar. Even at this point, he doesn't quite become the A-lister. Mm. That takes a few years still. So he's a bit of a wobbly champion and they book him really badly and they saddle him with Stephanie McMahon because they want to make it all about the return of Triple H who's coming back from some surgery he comes back he is literally the size of a fucking pig like he is (laughs) huge and orange and he comes down he's far too big far too big and he is like my return is the biggest fucking thing mate we've just seen Hulk Hogan come back yeah. he is like they will go who's redder than you'll ever be <laughs> yeah. and down he comes and you know Chris Jericho nobody in that building thinks that Chris Jericho is going to win Chris Jericho probably doesn't even think he's going to win and he's right and the audience are right and then Triple H wins and it's a perfect example of how uh, he's not as over as he thinks he is. Mm. Um, Chris Jericho, he was really not happy about this whole run. He felt it was very sort of, you know, that he was just a transitional champion mm. when he'd been told he was going to you know, be the first undisputed champion. And they just got cold feet on him quickly. And this match, I found it almost impossible to actually watch. So um, again, in minutes, but it's just like... Oh. Yeah. The original plan was that Austin would be the champion and Triple H would return, uh, having, I think he, t- he tore his, uh, something in his leg when he was tagging up with Austin. Right. And I think they wanted it that Austin would be the still a bad guy and that Triple H would come back and he would beat him for the belt at WrestleMania. And what happens, of course, is Austin's going through some stuff. He's falling down the, the, the you know, he's becoming a good guy because he doesn't want to be bad anymore. And, Austin, you know, Triple H is left without really this, this big match and so he just has to go for the big belts. Well, the belts aren't really that important anymore they've shown us that over the years so the one other thing they tried to do with this was they wanted to get Bret Hart to come back and be a referee right and Bret Hart they sort of said to him we'll give you some of the photographs that you can use in your autobiography from our archives if you come back and do this and they'd opened up a a, this is post the Survivor Series 97 Montreal Screwdrop and they had opened up a line of communication but Bret Hart said no I think Wrestlemania is too much of a a leap for me too much of a public leap let's keep it you know just Mm. just at this level where we're discussing so he doesn't end up doing it um this um yeah i mean i mean it's so weird that you go through that wrestlemania and you have that big match and there are two more on the end yeah it's um it's so disappointing when you finish it you're like ah well that was i really enjoyed that and then uh it's like going to see a gig and then it's the bit where you're walking out afterwards and it's really like when you go to the O2 in London and you, there's only one way town. of getting back. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you can just outside. go, yeah, oh, they're making them actually stop outside the tube station now and they're, they've pulled across the grill <laughs> and now they're letting them in two at a time. <laughs> yeah. And th- that for me was Triple H versus Chris Jericho yeah. just sitting there going, okay, well, they'll probably go a bit longer now but then it'll be over and then, <laughs> then I can carry on with my night. Well, seeing the length is like three hours 50 or something you're like, oh, this could have been three hours. This could have whole thing could have been really could have been. There's a couple of bits where Jericho comes back after the match, and this again tells you a lot about how those internal politics are viewed by everyone. So Jericho comes back after the match, and he found Undertaker was waiting for him at the gorilla position. This whole WrestleMania, everyone's story is that they found Undertaker waiting Waiting for for them. them. He's really taking control, hasn't he? Undertaker has discovered something like E here because he's always super mellow and wicked, and uh, (laughs) they. He, he find, Jericho finds Undertaker at the gorilla position which is just in you know where Gorilla Monsoon used to sit just as you go through the curtains mm. to get to the back 
and take a they said he made a 10 minute walk from the locker rooms just to get there in time for Jericho and he just praised him for all this hard work he'd done as champion and Jericho said it was a really nice gesture at a time when he was just riddled with self doubt yeah. and just didn't know what was happening and didn't know what was going on oh, so Undertaker becomes this weird sort of like a genie that appears and just goes you have led a good life and you go oh thank you very much you know I needed that I was feeling right down um, and you know and then he kisses you on the lips or something it goes weird um, Jericho the greatest bit about this is months after the show Jericho gets his payment for Wrestlemania mm. and it's five figures and he's like I've just been in the main event of Wrestlemania yeah. so he was a bit surprised and so he went up to Triple H and said do me a favour how much did you make for the Wrestlemania main event and he said, I thought it was going to be higher. And it turned out Triple H had been paid five times more than he had. <laughs> so he was really cross. He said, I understand he should have made more than me, but I didn't think it would be five times what I got. No, yeah. It's ridiculous. So he went to see Vince McMahon the next day, and he said, look, I just think it's really wrong. I was the champion going into the main event of WrestleMania. I thought I was going to get a six-figure sum. I got five figures, and Triple H has paid five times more than me. Uh, and Vince McMahon apparently just had a laugh and a smile, and he turned to Jim Ross and said, give him another check. And Jericho got that, and it was much more than he was expecting. <laughs> what that talks of again is a is a culture where there's a lot of money sloshing around. And if they can get away with it, if they can get away with it, they will. It's it's the old thing, you know, that certainly people do in in, in various businesses when you invoice them they'll go well we'll put that away until we get the third thing that yeah, says you've not exactly. been paid and it's very much like that that keeps uh. a business in cash flow and there's an example of it happening there um, the crowd do not care and it's such a sad way to end a big Wrestlemania and as I've said it will not be the last time no. Triple H leaves a thrilled Wrestlemania crowd uh, feeling disappointed <laughs> and furious and angry and annoyed that he married the powerful woman <laughs> 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 oh, Mark, I, I did enjoy that. Again, once again, watching it and, you know, writing shit down, I don't necessarily enjoy it quite as much as actually talking about it. Yeah, so that's, that's why WrestleMe is brilliant. That's why we exist. And actually, I mean, I love getting to sort of sit there and, uh, you know, the matches are, are fine. I don't care. It's when you get online and you're just <laughs> reading the stuff about Maven having his storage locker sold for $100. Oh, and, you no. know, and the trophy being inside. I love all of that. Wrestling is <laughs> the greatest real-life reality show there will ever be. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Oh, we'll be back with uh, more wrestling next week, no doubt. But Reckon so. For now, that was WrestleMania. 18. <laughs> X8, and you know it, Mark. <laughs> WrestleMania, Mark. WrestleMania, Pete! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 